The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, invites you to join us now for this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be listening to the conclusion of a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority. Pastor Greg Scalzo has been preaching on the office of the prophet in the New Testament. And when we left off last time, he was giving scriptural examples of how Jesus himself is the prophet, the one Moses promised in Deuteronomy chapter 18. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. In Luke chapter 24, at the resurrection, Jesus walks with the two on the road to Emmaus, and they do not recognize him. Uh, and they're telling him all the events that happened. Uh, verse 18, then one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed and word before God and all the people. The woman at the well in John chapter four and verse 15, he tells her when she asks him for the water of life, of everlasting life, he says, go call your husband and come here. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said, you have well said I have no husband for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. And the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Notice as a prophet, he's telling her the good news of redemption. Ask of me and I will give you water from which you will never thirst. And when she wants the water, he says, go call your husband. He has to bring her to a moment of what? Repentance. As a prophet, receiving the knowledge of God, you've had five husbands. The one you're now with is not your husband. There needs to come repentance before there can be appreciation of salvation. When he feeds the 5,000 uh, in John chapter 6, verse 14, then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, 5,000 men plus women and children, fed with a few loaves and fish. They said, this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. The prophet, the one promised. And Jesus himself in Luke chapter 13 and verse 31, Herod's after him now. On the very day some Pharisees came saying to him, get out and depart from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, go tell that fox, behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, I must journey today, tomorrow, and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish outside of Jerusalem. Obviously, referring to himself as clearly a prophet. And in Acts chapter 3, Peter, in preaching in Solomon's portico, 
tells them in verse 22, For Moses truly said to the fathers, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear the prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. Yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow, as many as have spoken, have also foretold, foretold these days, foretold about the prophet Jesus. Now, all these people, and there are so many more scriptures, the woman at the well understood that Jesus was a prophet. So many confessed this is the prophet that was promised to us from near and far in Jerusalem, except those who were very near. If you look in Matthew chapter 13, and it's a very sad scripture, in Matthew 13 and verse 53, now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables, that he departed from there. When he had come to his own country, to Nazareth, he taught them in the synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? So they heard the word, they heard the message, and they knew that he had been doing these miracles. A testimony of his miracles came with him. Verse 55 is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brothers, James, Joses, or Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. Offended. They stumbled at him, literally. They stumbled at him. They were repelled by him. They turned against him. It was unpardonable for Jesus in their minds, not to be commonplace like themselves, they tripped over him. That's what that word offended means. We've seen him. He's been here. He's grown up here. His family's here. His brothers, his sisters are here. How can he be somebody special? But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except, except in his own country and in his own house. In Mark, he adds, and among his own relatives, in Mark 6, 4. In verse 58, it says, Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Only few miracles could be done there because they did not believe. Be it done to you according to your faith. If there's no faith, there is no power of God to work. And so Messiah, God in the flesh, Jesus, God the Son, could do few works there because of their unbelief, and their unbelief came from familiarity. Now, they say the message is good, and you would think the fact that they saw him growing up 20, 30 years, they saw him in the carpentry shop, they saw him doing his work, they know they can't bring any charge against him. They know the type of person he is. He was a good kid. That should have some weight of value, you would think, on their minds to say, let's take his claim seriously. But it has just a reverse effect. They've seen him day in and day out. And too often when people want the word of God, 
They accept it from somebody other than themselves over there. It's very hard to believe somebody in their midst can bring them God's word. Even if they know the person, they know the person is good. They want it from outside. Some of the problem we have in Christian circles today with fads, Christian fads, comes from the same principle. Because truth is truth. Truth is truth when it's near, and truth is truth when it's far. Truth is truth if you've heard it for 20 years, and truth is truth if it's the first time you've ever heard it. But there is a tendency, a fad, to want to hear new things all the time from over there and to not be so thrilled about the truth you've had over here for 20 years. And that's why Christians hop from this teacher to that teacher, and there's a new hit guy on the top 10 list and the next guy, and they get all into one area and then all into another area. A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Uh, obviously, Jesus is making a clear claim here to being a prophet. And he knows this familiarity breeds unbelief. The mundane, the day-to-day, -day, which is really almost the more valuable, right? Think that from day-to-day, -day, he never sinned. And they've never seen him sin, right? You know, if great miracles were done by the Old Testament prophets, Elijah, right, Moses, but none of them could stay sinless in the mundane, day-in and day-out things, but we're not so impressed by the mundane. We're not so impressed by the familiar. It's hard to accept the supreme, God's very word, from somebody that's close to you. Sometimes if you've been witnessing to a person for years and you're doing all the work of planting seed, sometimes you need somebody on the outside to speak to them, if they're a family member, if they're a, um, a friend, that's why I encourage the use of tools like the CDs, like books by different authors, because, you know, you're planting the seed, it's in there, but they know you. And you're never going to have the honor, the position that you should have. You're bringing the very word of God. You need somebody outside because human nature being what it is, a prophet is not honored uh, in their own home or their own neighborhood among their own family. There was no problem among the masses, right? When Jesus went out, they saw the miracles. Faith rises up in them, but not so in Nazareth. And obviously, if this principle is true for Jesus, it's true for all prophets. And it's true for you when you enter into the prophetic ministry in the sense that you're giving the word of God to somebody. Okay? And you sometimes need someone from the outside to say the things you might have said for 20 years. You say, well, I've said it for 20 years, and they haven't accepted it from me, but you might be a family member, a friend, someone they've seen over and over again, and it needs to be reinforced, and that's just the sad part of human nature. Sad to think that in the Bible we're told in John 7, 5, for even his brothers did not believe in him. His brothers, they grew up with him. We had the list of them, right? James, Jude, Joseph, Simon. His brothers didn't believe. They did believe later on after the resurrection. We know that they're with Mary. They're baptized in the Holy Spirit. James becomes a pillar of the church in Jerusalem. But while he's walking, while he's out there ministering, could you imagine he's ministering to the multitude and his own brothers don't believe in him? 
prophet is not without honor except in his own home, among his own relatives. And so if it's true of Jesus, don't expect it's not going to be true of us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord God, we pray that as we study, we continue to study the office of the prophet, we would have our eyes open to not just the, those things that impact authority, but Father, all the nuances, the wonders of, that you give us in the scriptures to show us human nature and the situations that are around us, Father, and the hope and the promise that we have in you. And we give you thanksgiving in Jesus' name. What is the foundation of the male-female relationship? How does God view marriage? How should the Christian man act? How should the Christian woman act? These are just some of the questions addressed in our special audio CD set on Christian marriage. It includes all four CDs in Pastor Greg's series, Walking Together, as well as two audio CDs entitled, the Valiant Christian Man, God's Servant Priest to His Family. And all six audio CDs are our gift to you for your donation to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of $35 or more. You can make your donation on our church website at www.shiarjeshub.org. And you can find out how to spell Shi'ar Jashub from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 3. Look for offer 101 to receive the Christian marriage set. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.